Come and grab your friends. It's time for MetaWatch. All I've got to do is talk to you about MetaBots with a little help from my friends. We'll go from me to you, and I'll call your name. Don't let me down. My name's Mitch. I use he and pronouns, and everybody's trying to be my baby. Joining me, as always, is the full-time revolution, part-time paperback writer, Colin. Uh, hi, I hate the Beatles. All right, well, let me introduce to mean Mr. Mustard himself, Sam. I use he, him pronouns, and I've watched 10 episodes of the 1994 Mega Man anime this week. That's what we're doing, right? That's what we're doing today? <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate the Beatles so much I forgot to say my pronouns. Hi, I'm uh, they, them. We are not watching Mega Mega Mans. <laughs> Maybe Mega Beatles is, is, would... Is there a mega a mega meta bee? a mega kabuterimon? I don't know where this bit is going. Please, someone, please stop me. <laughs> well, you know, I thought Beatles. The mascots of the show are Beatles. You know, there's comedy. There's a comedy. We do, yeah, we do get a lot of Beatles in this episode. There's a lot of Beatles. <laughs> there's a lot of good Beatles. Good Beatle boys. Yeah. Good uh, Beatle Borgs. Uh, there is a big bad Beatle boy. Um. <laughs> That we'll get to in the second episode. Uh, this is our best intro yet. I don't know what you guys are complaining yeah. about. <laughs> no, this is good. Uh, yeah. Um, so without further ado, uh, first up, we have 15 minutes of shame. Uh, everyone is chanting referee, referee, referee over and over again as Mr. Referee gets ready to announce the preliminary national row battle rankings for Japan. Uh, these can still change. They're kind of uh, uh, publicized now because in two months... Uh, they will finalize the top three, and that will be the the Japanese Metabots team for the uh, the World Metafighter uh, Championship. Um, and uh, Arika is just kind of enthralled in this, watching the TV with Brass. Uh, you know, she's thinking about how she's going to re- report this big scoop, how she's going to get this out of the masses. Um, we uh, then very quickly find Icky just casually telling Henry about the Metaforce in the Seven Eleven. Uh, <laughs> Henry doesn't buy it at all because he wasn't there, clearly. Um, and, uh, yeah, B pops his butt open to show off how rare his metal is. And uh, Henry hits us with some with some lore. Uh, apparently all metals can transform as they learn and uh, get more experience. Which is fucking That's wild like, to me. <laughs> That's incredible. It's like, what? You... You have like just like self-evolving metal souls, <laughs> okay? Yeah. So, well, I mean, you know, they're made from like nanotechnology metal, anyways. So, <laughs> well, technically, we don't know what the metals are made from. We know what the tin pets are made from. That's true. Yeah. The metals are a complete mystery. Um, here's something that's really bothering me. Um, I, I I just finally put my finger on it in this episode, but it's been bothering me for a while. Remember episode one, Icky, where he was an expert on metabots. And, yes. and a brilliant tactician. He just didn't have a meta fight, or a metabot himself. Icky has been wrong about every single metabot prediction that he's done in this show. <laughs> every single one. He's getting flanderized, but just getting dumber and just shittier in almost every episode. And then sometimes, you know, it's pulled back. And he's like, oh, you know, I actually know what I'm doing. I, I don't know what's going on with this boy. You should know your, your metal could evolve. Like, if you're a self-proclaimed I, expert... I think uh, this is where we have to go back to the Esper theory that all of this should be viewed through the lens of a child. And it makes sense that, you know, it doesn't seem like Metabots or Tin Pets or anything like that are really honestly all that expensive. Um, and we know that Icky, like, is, you know, considered himself an expert but couldn't have one uh, and was just kind of watching all his friends and classmates and whatever use them. 
Uh, we, we don't know when your the, the average kid gets a Metabot, though. It could be that just, you know, uh, he and all his friends had only had a Metabot, Metabots for like a year or two at this point anyways. Uh, so it's just kind of like he's not that far behind. Maybe nobody had seen a Metal Evolve yet. Uh, <laughs> Maybe all of his friends are just very bad at Metabots, I guess. I mean, look at the screws. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go in with uh, Mitch's theory of... Aki just being a dumb boy because the only time where his his tactics and strategies like actually pan out is when he does something like like self-harming to Metabi and Metabi is tough enough that it ends up giving him the like he can push through and get the victory but I put that on Metabi not on Icky. This is true the number of times that uh, uh they've won a match by Icky having Metabi blow himself up is truly ridiculous. <laughs> but that is pretty funny though. Oh, uh, real quick, before we hop back into the rest of the episode, uh, this is roughly where we see the, because um, we see Arika pop up, and this is where we get the uh, the title in Japanese, which is the announcement of the Metal Battle Rankings. Okay. Just just, just straight up there. Just, that's the name. No joke. Yep. <laughs> nothing. You don't need a joke when your episode's this good. Yeah. Um, so, Dr. Aki is also there uh, because he's stealing ice cream from the 7-Eleven. Uh, he tells Icky that uh, he has to be a lot more careful. He can't just be like blabbing about the metaphors because it's going to be a lot more difficult for him to protect that rare metal if people find out about it. Uh, Arika rolls up to tell Icky and Metabi that they are placed third nationally in Japan, um, which is wild. Uh, Metabi doesn't care because it's not first. Um, and they also remark on how the, the first place person is Space Metafighter X. Uh, which is a wild name, and number two is in fact Koji. No, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm filling out my name change forms right now. Space Metabotter <laughs> X is the best name you could possibly have in all of human history. Yeah, I'm so incredibly excited for y'all to see Space Metafighter X. But also, like, I could not get over. Like, I had to pause the episode for several minutes while I laughed at just like. Yeah, number two is Koji and Similadon, and just meant to be interrupting with like, no, <laughs> in the sub. How dare they? <laughs> in the sub, we get a really cute moment between Icky and uh, Medibi, which is pretty rare. Icky screams "nah," and then uh, Medibi finishes with "knee," and they're just grabbing their heads, screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, That's we're good. seeing these boys in sync, and it, all it takes yeah. is hatred. Yeah, I don't understand why they're so surprised that Koji is second place. Uh, like, literally, like, he's their rival. Uh, he's probably the, like, the clear, like, best meta fighter in the show, other than Karen. But, you know, Karen doesn't do official row battles. She only, you know, sends uh, St. Nurse the Nasty to go off and, no. I don't know, um, uh, uh, cause food and Now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Maybe Karen's not ranked because a meta bot can't be ranked. That's true. <laughs> if Karen's a robot, she can't be ranked. Um, also, I, I neglected to mention, uh, Aki warns Icky assassins will come and use deadly force to steal the metal from him. Yes. Well, that's important. Assassin. Of course they will. Yeah. Straight up assassin. That's better than when than the bit where he goes, I know I'm stealing your ice cream, but don't worry, I'm good for it. And he's like, God, Aki, you are the worst. He's just squatting in this convenience store. So who do I have to pay off at Ubisoft to get an Assassin's Creed Metabots game? I mean, God. I've only played the Meta B types, uh, the KBT type uh, <laughs> games, but maybe the KWG type of the swords are going to be more Assassin's Creed. They got the same, okay, got right. the same arms. Got those assassin blades. Yeah. Um, now, oh, you Aki's got an island. He's got a bolo tie that's more expensive than an island. 
Why doesn't he? Yeah. Why doesn't he live somewhere? I, no, I, Aki is filthy rich. Yeah. Like he he is the richest man in this world. <laughs> like it's not even close. He is so incredibly rich, and everyone knows how incredibly rich he is. And his every other line is about how much money he has. But in yeah. this case, he's like, "Don't worry about the ice cream. I'm good for it." Uh, and yeah. also, he is good. I'm not for sure it. if it's here but where Henry complains that he's like squatting in a store. Yeah, and I mean, like, not to jump ahead to the next episode, but in the next episode, he he says that he has a plane, and he's going to take it to Belgium to get waffles. Just, you know, quick John across the globe just to get breakfast. <laughs> this man has too much money. <laughs> but clearly, what, what, the, what we're seeing is commentary that all the money in the world can't buy you a home. No, it can. It actually like, can. Like, <laughs> you, just, you just go buy it. It's really easy. Yeah. And then you hang up a live, laugh, love sign, and you're there. That's a home, yeah. baby. Uh, you know, the the real estate market in, in southern Japan is just insane. Uh, so we cut over to Koji, who is getting fawned over by a, a gaggle of uh, similarly aged girls uh, over being uh, in second place. And he walks over to brag to Karen. Uh, and the minute he shows the um, the kind of little flyer with the, the top ten rankings to Karen, she only notices that Icky is third and just starts... Uh, you know, uh, going like, oh, man, that's so good. Like, she's so proud of Icky. He's come so far in, in the year since he got a uh, a, a, a Metabot. And uh, she's just really impressed with that. And Koji is absolutely incensed. <laughs> he's so incredibly talented. He's been so far. He's come so far in a year. <laughs> Koji's like, twist the dagger deeper, why don't you? <laughs> she's not wrong. I hate giving Icky props, but Icky is more impressive than Koji right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's so much more impressive to get third instead of second. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we cut over to Icky, uh, and Metabi heading home where they see that there's a huge line of, uh, reporters interviewing Icky's mom. Uh, and, uh, she talks about how he's dumb, but he's good at Metabots and that makes her proud. Um, then, uh, they all start to interview Icky as well. And he's almost too nervous to be able to get real words out before, uh, Arika steps in, tells them all to go home because, uh, her school newspaper has the exclusive rights to Icky's story. Uh, and they all completely ignore her and tell her to fuck off. And Icky steps around her and goes back to giving an interview. Uh, and yeah, uh, Metabee even announces on live television that, uh, he's going to win because he has the metaphors, which seems like a bad thing to say. <laughs> Oh, what a bunch I, of idiots. I love it. In this whole scene, I just really love, like, Icky starts, like, stuttering unintelligibly, and, like, uh, just completely unable to say anything to these camera crews, and his mom's like, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my idiot son. Um, <laughs> uh, the screws show up, and uh, it seems like Sam is about to kind of, like, challenge uh, Icky to kind of like rise in the ranks uh, against him but instead uh, she tells him she's proud of him and claims to be his teacher and the only reason that he became such a good meta fighter which uh, Icky completely blows uh, past to just kind of ignore and uh, she gets mad and they get into a fight uh, until Icky's mom gives Sam a little kissy on the forehead to calm her down uh, and if that doesn't work she says they should go row battle in the park <laughs> I love both like one respect the hustle like Good, good on you, Sam. Like that's yeah. just such such like qu quick thinking. Just like I immediately came here with plan, and here's the plan. Yeah. But also like respecting the resiliency where she gets completely blown off by Icky, like shutting her down entirely, like five times, and she's like, "My pupil, I'm so proud of you." 
Sam's one of the greatest characters in the show. This episode or the next episode, like, I just want I want the screws to be the main characters. I don't. I don't. God, I definitely if, deserve a lot of airtime. My life isn't enriched by knowledge of the Metaphorse or Doctor Aki. Now, granted, Miss um, Caviar and Tuna Head they can still pop in here and there, but like, I I don't need any of Icky's like super cool plotline. Just give me street level screws just being dumb. Much better show. Um, clearly, what the show needs to be is Miss Caviar and Tuna Head get married and then adopt the screws. Um, and that's just what the show is now. I was going to go with a very similar but slightly different take, which is we follow the screws and they have a, um, they have a relationship with, uh, uh, well, slug lips and, uh, caviar where they, they learn how to fight dirty from, from him and also (laughs) teach her about like the criminal element. (laughs) All right. Yeah. So, so they can get closer together to each other and they reap like some row battle teachings from him all right yeah. all right and they all live in the same apartment complex built by the rubber robos a couple of episodes back there we go it's, it's an upside down pyramid <laughs> well um so uh in the park uh icky is incredibly cocky that he's going to win this match uh sam is actually nervous and had to be dragged here uh mr referee shows up to make the match completely official um and Icky loses because he just keeps telling Metabi to use the Metaphors, uh, and neither of them know how to actually activate the Metaphors, and Peppercat beats the shit out of him, basically. Uh, and yeah, uh, it's kind of, it's a squash, squash match. I don't know how, another way to describe it. <laughs> so there are two great things about this fight. Um, one is when Mr. Ref appears, everyone's cheering, Ref, 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 Ref. Like, yeah. That's twice in this episode, this man's getting his due. Um, and then... Samantha shows up on camera going, he's my pupil. He's kind of a shithead, but he's my pupil. And I taught him everything he knows multiple times on multiple cameras. And then just with like two punches wins. Yeah. Like that's some credibility there. Now for the rest of his life, people are going to go. So what about your teacher, Samantha? Like, oh no, that's fake news. No, no, no. We got clear evidence here. I do want to say like one might wonder why Metabee loses so quickly when we've seen him take so much damage and like still keep going previously. But episode one did like establish that Peppercat is a complete glass cannon, which just like attack power through the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, it all I mean, not, su- yeah, not surprising, you know, an electrified punch is probably going to like completely wreck a Metabot. So uh, I buy it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, afterwards, uh, Dr. Aki tells Icky that the Metaphors is mysterious, and he doesn't even know how it works or how to summon it. Um, uh, and it's just, you know, you, you can't just, you can't rely on it. Uh, uh, Metabee has some weird temporary legs. I think they're, they're the shark legs from forever ago, or possibly some legs we haven't seen appear on screen yet. Yeah, I believe they're submarine <laughs> legs that we haven't seen on screen. Okay. Because yeah, they are bipedal, but they have like a little rotor on the back. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Narrator pops up, which is, it's been a while since we've seen Mr. Narrator. And yeah. uh, so Aki says, we'll worry about it when it comes to it, uh, in reference to activating the metaphors again. And Mr. Narrator says, that means leaving important matters to chance. Y- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, thank you for defining basic words, bud. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the narrator never, literally never adds a single thing to this fucking show. Uh, oh, oh, just wait for next episode. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Aki even suggests that it might have been a complete fluke and uh, B might not even have uh, the Metaphors. Meta B might not even have a rare metal at all. It might have just been a complete luck and happenstance. Um, 
uh, and, you know, as they kind of, like, go off to sulk, uh, Henry asks Aki if he uh, has to hang out of the 7-Eleven all day uh, ju- just because his house burned down, and while well, Aki is, like, set up a coffee table and is, like, making, like, matcha tea in the middle of the, the like, eating area of the 7-Eleven. It's very good. We love to see it. I, I'm not even <laughs> sure Henry has time to finish his sentence before Aki says yes. <laughs> like it's it's a very it's a, it's a kind of quiet response but he just immediately says like do you have to hang out here yes <laughs> like god okay yeah, poor henry he probably oh let's let's face it he probably owns the building yeah he's you know he's taken he's taken a week or two off from work to deal with the stress of his house burning down and he's just gonna spend it in the one place that truly makes him feel safe uh the floor of a 7-eleven <laughs> now now i don't think he owns the building because Aki's not the kind of guy who spends his money. He's rich, he lets you know he's rich, and then tells you to give him free things. He could own the building, and he makes that clear every time he talks to a manager. Yeah. But he doesn't, and then he just gets everything for free and keeps saying that he's good for it. He's good for it. He just has no intention to pay for it, because he's bad. He's bad for it. Uh, This is just reminding me of going to... uh, I have I have a, a friend whose uh, parents have basically like a mansion uh, in the rich part of town here, and I have never had drier toilet paper in my life than when I've used the bathroom there. Like I'm talking like half ply. It's it's terrible, and I'm sure you know. Uh, the only reason that uh, you know uh, uh, Aki hasn't bought this building is there's no way to make it cheaper to get more money out of it. <laughs> Maybe they just. They're the the kind of people who just go steal toilet paper from uh, from like buildings. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of those people. Like, oh, why should I spend my money if I could just steal it from a building? But then that's how you see all these really nice homes with a lot of really cheap garbage inside of it. Wait, I know what Aki's doing. He's depreciating it by giving the appearance of there having been a bunch of squatters in the building. And then he's going to buy it. Yeah. I mean, as we know, he is not necessarily the greatest scientific mind, but he does have a great business mind. So this totally checks out. <laughs> yeah, he's just a bastard. That's all he is. I think he's just yeah. there to fuck with Henry. Just because he likes being uh, mean to people. Yeah. I mean, he was still forcing Henry to come chop wood at his house, even though Henry was no longer his apprentice. So, you know, uh, fuck him. <laughs> Apprenticeship uh, overage fees. Yeah. Uh, oh man, we cut over to Sam, who is, uh, trouncing Spike for the 30th time in a row. Uh, she's trying to just beat the crap out of him constantly, uh, to climb the charts with more points, which is when Mr. Referee happens to show up either on his way to or from the hot spring, uh, to explain the rules of the, the national ranking system for row battles. You only get points for the first time you row battle an opponent that year. So, um, uh, you know... Even if uh, Sam, like, fights uh, Spike a hundred more times, she isn't going to get any points for it uh, because it would be a way to, like, grief and cheat the system. And, in fact, uh, her win against uh, Metabee earlier didn't even count for anything. (laughs) Which is good. Um, It's nice that we get more rules for these meta fights. Um, These rules are increasingly dumb. Uh, Now, I understand not being able to grind out fights, but only one fight a year counts? Like, that's... That's a long time. Like, Icky hasn't been fighting that long. So, uh, you're saying... Uh, so, that's just for the points, but not for the parts, right? Yes, that's like, just for the that's points. still... And that's that's just for the national ranking. And it makes sense, because, like, you know, uh, uh, let's, you know, uh, let me think about, like, the number of people that, like, uh, I used to, like, play competitive games with. 
Um, and like, yeah, I, I would probably play each of them at least once, you know, by like, what, the first three to five months of the year. So when Icky gets on the scene, he's suddenly a, a hot commodity for, for anybody to go and row battle because that's, that's fresh points right there. That's, it's a, a kid who's never row battled before. And, uh, he's just, he's points for the taking. Whereas, you know, everybody else is basically just fighting for parts at that point. Uh, unless, I don't know, maybe you do like a day trip to the neighboring city or something. <laughs> I have a theory which is also that the value of your wins and losses changes as a person's, like, ranking goes up and down throughout the year. So, like, if you beat Icky and he goes up in points because he's winning against everyone else, your ranking, like, retroactively gets better because you have that win on Icky. That, yeah, that would that would make sense because, like, you know... Um... Yeah, because then it's like, okay, well, if if you uh, if you beat, well, hmm, I don't know, because then that doesn't really account for that kind of overweights, uh, you know, uh, those kind of like early wins, because you know you could turn around the design for your metabot halfway through the year or something like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. That's my problem with this. But most po most like competitive scoring system overweight early wins though. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, basically, like the I guess the kind of like hot time to start meta battling is just like the first month or two after um uh after the the tournament. That's when you you want to like the minute that tournament starts, you want to work on a new design and then get straight into it, just beating the crap at as many people as you can before they can uh, they can keep up. <laughs> I mean that makes sense. Uh, that's when the scene is the strongest and more people are most hype about the uh, competitive scene. The only that's the true. only competitive games I've ever played were um Pokemon and the Pokemon TCG. And yeah, as soon as something new drops, you play for like a month, and then you don't do anything till the next game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to the episode. Uh, Bruce Lee is here. Uh, <laughs> just Bruce Lee yeah. has shown up. Uh, He's just here in the show. Yeah, and he absolutely demolishes Peppercat. Uh, Sam goes to challenge him immediately because he's a new guy in town and just eats it. Like I have uh, Peppercat looks just terrible, like torn to shreds. Basically, he's also possibly the most dickish uh, interpretation of Bruce Lee I've ever seen, including the movies yeah. and any other cartoon I've seen. He's just <laughs> he's just a dick to these children. He just delights in making them feel bad and hurt. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the guy who is wandering the country trying to find children to beat at this game. Yeah. With his nearly uh, unbeatable metabot. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to exactly how fucking mean his metabot design is too. Um... Uh, Icky and Metabi are hanging out near the river, uh, and, you know, they get into a fight because Icky think that, uh, B's metal is just a piece of junk, you know, they found it on the river, who would throw a rare metal away like that? It's gotta be, it's gotta be bad, um, uh, and Arika shows up and tells both of them to grow up, uh, and stop fighting, um, uh, Icky thinks that she's just there to get a scoop on, on, you know, the, the number three, uh, meta fighters, you know, fall from grace. He even says, uh, Icky loses to screws, then goes nuts and bolts, which is, that's a funny line. That's a, that's very um, good. Yeah. Yeah. Icky loses to screws, goes nuts, then bolts. Yeah. And I'm like, that is such, that is an incredible violent. Icky, you should be working at the school newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Arika just kind of like chews him out for, you know, being the, the, the reason they're failing because he wasn't giving Meta to be any real commands kind of points out that they got here by being smart and courageous and blowing up Meta B and they need to go back to that. Um, which is perfect because Bruce Lee shows up and, uh, does a bunch of Kung Fu at Icky and challenges him to a meta battle. 
<laughs> okay, imagine imagine you're an eight year old just hanging out, uh, with, you know, with your robot best friend and your uh, female reporter friend, and then all of a sudden. Bruce Lee shows up, throws a hundred punches an inch from your face, and then goes, let's fight, and pulls out a dragon robot. Yeah, you know, uh, totally normal things to do. Uh. <laughs> uh, he introduces himself as the Iron Fist Rage in the Goya, and then pulls out uh, the SPT type, or spirit type, the Ancient. Yeah, um, in the dub, uh, it is uh, he is Mr. Dragon, um, and his uh, metabot is the Spitfire. <laughs> I kind of like the Ancient better, honestly. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Dragon's fine. Uh, it rolls off the tongue better than Iron Fist Rage in the Goya. But, um, yeah. Uh, well, he does also say that they do call him the the Raging Iron Fist of Nagoya. Uh, it seems like Nagoya is the perfecture he's from. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, they, they get right down to it. Um, uh, he wants to, he's trying to, you know, rise to the ranks and take him down to number three is the way he's going to do that. Um, he also has to win the world tournament to make his mommy proud, which is the best, uh, motivation we've had throughout this entire show so far. Which is why Icky sucks. Icky's never once thought about his mother as a motivation. Yeah. It's only himself. Except when he's wanted to stop his mother from remodeling the house. Yeah, yeah. stopping her from her dreams. Yeah. Yeah. So what a rude child. He'll, you know, he'll miss her when she's gone. And it'll be too late, sadly, you know. And uh, then uh, Mr. Ref in a Mokujin costume pops up. Uh, yeah, I was wondering what this weird tree thing was. <laughs> I, he looks like Mokujin from uh, Tekken. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which itself is kind of like a reference to the, um, it's like a wooden puppet mm-hmm. that, that uh, like, the, you see it a lot in, like, I'm not sure if it ever shows up in Bruce Lee movies, but in, like, older martial arts movies, it's basically just a wooden puppet that they can practice their moves on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I know what you're, yeah, like, um, uh, uh, the, it's, like, a big central feature of, like, the Ip Man movies, too, because, like, it's, like, a Wing Chun dummy or something, right? Yeah, it's, it's, like, a more humanoid version of that post with the sticks that looks like a coat rack. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. Moku Jin is just a, uh, he's in several, well... Tekken is where he's from, but there's a lot of these in a lot of fighting games where they fight Bruce Lee types. So that's okay. that's how I know it. <laughs> um, oh God, where was I? Uh, and yeah, also like he has like a he has like his voice is amped up because like everybody kind of like is shocked and he has like a a little bit of like an after effect on his voice. Don't know what's going on with that, but still cool. Well, it's because he's inside the wood. They, oh, so they tried, okay. They tried to give it like an echo effect to <laughs> to make it be that he's like speaking through the wood, but you know it it, it just gets up ends up weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Metabee can't keep up with Spitfire because he's so fast, and uh, it turns out that Spitfire's uh, first weapon is he can lay mine cannons uh, and just blows the shit out of Metabee. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, he can't, uh, can't get his thoughts together, uh, but finally remembers, hey, you know, we've got we've to think smart, realizes that Metabee has uh, waterproof legs and tells him to get in the river. Uh, so, you know, Metabee does and, uh, uh, gets away from those, those mine cannons. Uh, the, uh, Spitfire comes to, uh, kind of take him out, but, uh, B manages to get him with a homing missile from underwater, which then he gets out of the water, which I don't understand what he does. Uh, and, uh, Mr. Dragon tells Spitfire to regenerate and he does heal all of his damage. Um, seems that he's got a regeneration device that can self-heal, uh, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, so... Every time Metabee shoots uh, the Ancient, he um, Bruce Lee goes, ha, huh, just watch. And then he heals. And then 
all right for the first time the second time when uh the the robot starts to heal he goes huh just watch i'm like yeah we watched last time <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's no telling us to watch <laughs> uh yeah uh does eventually just like grapple uh the the metabot and just starts like firing like full bore like point blank range and says that like he can't shoot fast enough to like uh deal damage that like the the spitfire can't heal uh mr dragon also just starts constantly spinning nunchucks over and over again uh which is a little intimidating uh and uh icky realizes that uh when uh the spitfire uh heals uh it's uh, its eyes light up so he figures it, it must be a part in the head he tells meta B to take the head out uh, he does, and they win. Uh, you know, Arika uh, gets that scoop, uh, and uh, Mr. Dragon tells Icky that uh, everyone in the country is going to be coming for him because, you know, uh, he is the weakest link at the top. <laughs> so uh, the fight goes slightly differently in the sub. Uh, Metabi is just shooting. Uh, just keep shooting. And just keep shooting. And then uh, Icky starts screaming, we can't lose, we have to win, we have to keep winning. And then Meta B just shoots better and then wins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I think I preferred the dub on this one. Honestly, he just decided yeah. I'm just going to shoot faster now. This is as fast as I can shoot. Well, I'm going to shoot faster than that, and then wins. Yeah. yeah. Real, real, uh, real pro tag stuff there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like you know uh, when you're running a race and you have to like really dig down deep inside yourself to just run faster. Uh, Metabi just had to had to believe that he could fire those laser cannons faster, and he did. Oh, I should have won by winning. Oh God, why didn't I think to do that? <laughs> this yeah, is like, like the was just the the head parts in Metabot don't come up like frequently because it's usually just their arms. Um, but the head parts, it's like, your head part is either a big chunk of health and armor, or it's this incredibly specialized, really overpowered ability, such as regeneration, making missiles self-destruct as soon as they come out. Uh, there are head parts that deal one-shot KOs, but, like, they're really, really slow to use in all of the games. Yeah. But it's, it is weird a little bit that, like, this is maybe, I think, the second head part that we've seen actually, like have an effect so the the head parts that i know that i know we've seen that like do something have been uh this one similadon's head part that jams uh missiles and then uh the in the ghost episode Mm -hmm. you have that uh, the ghost's uh head is the thing that lets it do the um the the shadow clones basically right um and then metabee's head yeah and then yeah metabee's head that shoots missiles Uh. which i wonder what pepper cat and cyan dogs heads do you know are they um, are they nothing? Hmm. Are they just kind of bad heads, or do they just forget I to use their Cyan head powers? Dogs is like I think Cyan Dogs is like a lock on or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it it did like a target reticle in like one of the episodes. That, that makes sense. In, uh, I don't do lock on. I still refuse to do anything with lock on. So, <laughs> God damn. and uh, Peppercat probably Sam took it out, so she goes faster. Do we want to move on to the second episode? Yeah, I got time. Uh, so we have. Enter Rentaro. Uh, we start off with Cyan Dog uh, plinking cans in training, uh, and he's got a brand new body. Uh, and uh, you know, Spike says that he's he took uh, has a, a very very informative uh, information to tell us the audience that I'm sure is going to be in the Japanese uh, that he uh, took the metal out of Cyan Dog and put it into a new body into Crosser Dog, um, and he's so much better at shooting now. Um, 
certainly it's exactly the same as in uh, 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 the Japanese because we have not uh, skipped four episodes where anything else might have happened. <laughs> uh, actually, he does mention that this is a new model for Blue's okay. dog. Um, but um, so remember the last time we had a cyan dog centric episode and it turns out the metal was the problem. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, like the whole thing was that he couldn't use his parts because he's just not suited. He, he put a yeah, he put a monkey, a monkey metal yeah. inside of a dog, and monkeys or dogs are enemies, which is why they fight when every time you send them to space or something. And then yeah, 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 yeah. So he just put that new monkey, the old monkey metal, in a new dog body, and now it's cool. All well, right. so here's what it is. Uh, this is like the top of the line new like dog type metabot, so it shoots at, like amazingly better compared to anything else. Uh, so if you put a monkey metal in it, it probably is just normal and okay now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. And at some point, like, metals do evolve and gain experience. So at some point, that monkey metal will be okay at shooting. And monkeys yeah. do like throwing things. So maybe once this monkey yeah. evolved, it's just got a little shit-flinging monkey on the back of the metal. Which is perfect yeah. for Spike. Um yeah. I, I really Eventually, like... he'll he'll evolve into a gun-toting man, uh, as all monkeys do. No, hit monkey. <laughs> The the classic Marvel super person, Hitmonkey, which is just a monkey in a tuxedo with a gun. Yeah, yeah no, for, it's for great. Scene in Spider-Man vs. Deadpool. <laughs> um, I love it. Yeah. So I, I really love this uh, this training thing, because he has a cardboard uh, uh, Metabee pop up, and then obviously he gets shot. Then a cardboard Icky, and uh, Cyan Dog <laughs> shoots the, uh, the Icky. And then one more cardboard thing, turns to go shoot. That's the boss. Can't shoot the boss. The only one who can shoot the boss is... Spike, who's going to shoot her right through the heart, and then bang and winks. Like I don't think we got any of that in the dub. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he says, because um, uh, Sam is kind of in a cutesy pose. Um, okay. And then he, he goes, I'm the only one who can shoot her through the heart. And then, like, does a little wink and a bang at her. And, like, <laughs> his entire motivation, he like, he's telling Cyan Dog, is like, I need to be better so that she'll respect me, and then maybe one day like me, and then love me. Yeah. Listen, Spike is a as a beautiful precious precious cinnamon roll. Uh protect only few left. Um truly like one of the best supporting characters. I love him. He is my son. <laughs> yeah, I want nothing for I want nothing but the best. I'm glad that he has an actual motivation. <laughs> and the best part uh, is we get all this, all this motivation for him, and then he just fucking dies. Yeah. Uh there's a bunch of mysterious lightning. They see a mysterious metabot on top of a power line, and then lightning strikes him, and uh he and Cyan Dog are now dead. Or excuse me, Crosser Dog. <laughs> He's just dead. Just fucking dead. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that was well Yep. <laughs> rip Crosser Dog, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Icky and Metabee are uh, telling Dr. Aki about a mysterious ninja metabot that attacked them, uh, and we get a whole, um, a whole kind of, uh, uh, flashback to this happening, which is certainly the first time we've ever seen this happen. It certainly won't be in a previous episode that we will see later, uh, where, um, yeah, a, a white ninja metabot, uh, uh, came in the middle of a, a match between Metabee and Crosser Dog. Uh, and, uh, you know, stopped the match, tried to take uh, out Metabee. Crosser Dog managed to chase it off, but then saw that uh, it had three other mysterious friends, and uh, they, they escaped. Um, Icky is pretty sure that they're after uh, uh, Metabee's medal, um, 
and uh, Arika pulls out some pictures she got of Icky fleeing so that she can publish a story of uh, the third-ranked Metabot fighter uh, just running away from every match that he has. Uh, and Eki confirms these are not Metabot Corporation Metabots. Before we get into that, I do want to, like, zero in on the fact that Icky tells the professor specifically, we just finished a, a, a Metabot... Uh, match by using the like we used the metaphors yeah. they waited for us to use the metaphors and then they attacked us while Metabi was weak and I'm like oh I guess between episodes you learned how to just use the metaphors huh? Yeah yeah. but between this episode and the last episode and there's no episodes that could possibly come between those two episodes just learned it off screen uh, That's gonna be really confusing uh, next season like I Oh, see, I got it. It's he had a match with Crosser Dog, which, as we've seen, huge improvement over Cyan Dog, and the stress of fighting such an incredible, an incredibly skilled uh, pair is what got them to trigger the metaphors. Now, see, here's what I'm thinking. So the metaphors is love, right? So uh, uh, Metabee was able to use it because he was trying to save his love last time, um, and uh, every time we've seen it, it's because of the Metabot is using. A tremendous power of love to want to murder somebody. Uh, what happened last time was Cyan Dog doesn't have that rare metal, but Metabee does. And then Spike's love for the boss powered up Metabee so strong his robot lost. I can buy it. If anyone in the if anyone in this show would be able to pull off that feat, Spike would be that person. Uh, or Mr. Tuna Head. Or Miss Caviar. I would buy Miss Caviar powering up <laughs> someone else's Metabot. Um, she was gonna get her cat married. Yeah, she would. Uh, do y'all want some just amazing news? Hot off the presses? Um, I don't think that we get the the uh, the episode that sets this up for another 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Uh, we, will, we will find out. We will see the episode that aired before this one 20 episodes from now. <laughs> like almost at the end of the second season. Or, like, right in I'm the middle gen- of it. <laughs> I am genuinely surprised they kept it in, because I would have expected them to, like, cut out bits and pieces and then just not use... Like, keep this as a flashback-only scene and never come back to it. That's what I would have expected them to do. So this is the wild thing about the second season, is they keep all the episodes they don't air in the first season and just stick them in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Incredible. Uh Oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, uh... Uh, you know, Aki confirms that, uh, the, you know, uh, and this is where we find out that he has a jet, uh, because in order to afford the jet that he is going to use to uh, go get Belgian waffles, the Metabot Corporation had to license out meta, uh, uh, the right to make Metabots to a couple of other companies. So he just doesn't recognize uh, the, the make and model of these guys. Um, in the sub, uh, Metabot- he, he mentions that oh, yep. they're licensed, uh, but he doesn't recognize these licensed models. Okay. So, he, so he, still even more mysterious. Yeah. So these might be from a different company, and they haven't been released to the point where he would know about them, or they yeah. could be an unlicensed like make and model, which is really interesting itself. It's also so Aki's watching all of these Metabot corporations very closely. Uh, is the the idea we're getting, which is a lot more work. I think this guy you know normally would put into if he wasn't. <laughs> Maybe secretly evil. Yeah. Well, okay, he's openly evil. He's got to make sure he keeps his monopoly, is the thing. Yeah. (laughs) He is openly evil, um, but, like, also a secret evil underneath that open evil. 
He's openly evil, but like affably so. <laughs> He's affably openly evil. As we've learned in 2020, that's not that's not a good thing either, though. <laughs> um. Oh man. Uh. Well. Uh. Metabi isn't uh, isn't scared of it. Metabi's not scared of Doctor Aki's hidden evil side or these mysterious metabots, and it's convinced that he can take them all on. Uh, which is when they come across Spike and Crosser Dog in the field, fucking dead. Uh, which, uh, you know, as they kind of go to, to make sure that they're okay, uh, Sam, uh, comes running in thinking that, uh, he just beat up Spike because they also recently just beat up Peppercat. And, um, and the power of love revives Spike and Cyan Dog. Yeah. Um. They're back to also, life now. we find, Yeah. Uh, we find out that um, Peppercat wasn't even, you know, didn't even get a, in a and what was probably an official match. Uh, she was attacked while going back to get Sam's ballet slippers because Sam does ballet now. <laughs> yeah, she's a she's a rich character. Yeah, we, she's got an inner life. <laughs> we need to follow the screws instead of Icky. And one might say that the ba- the sense of balance that she'll get from doing ballet will allow her to better guide Peppercat's movements. Yeah. Uh, she also says that, uh, uh, you know, Coach Man Mountain and the principal were both attacked as well, and their metabots, uh, beaten up by Metabee. Uh, and, uh, they, you know, everyone's trying to, trying to, you know, chase him down, and, uh, they chase Me- uh, Icky and Metabee into the city, uh, where they hide in an alley, and then are found by a mob who also roll up with all of their beaten up metabots wanting to, you know, kill Icky and Metabee, uh, and they have to escape under a bridge. Uh, it's, you know, everybody's out to get them. <laughs> I appreciate that all these metabots, instead of being the normal kind of metabot hurt, they're actually wrapped in bandages metabot hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saint, uh, you know, a uh, uh, Nutra nurse must be off on, a, on an international aid mission again, because she's not here to heal anybody, sadly. Uh, and uh, our boys think that Metabee's been cloned. Uh, they, you know, they both come to the same conclusion at the same time. It's got to be what, what's happened. Somebody has cloned Metabee. So uh, while they're hiding on the bridge... Uh, they go, ah, there's an imposter out there for both of us. And this is where Mr. Narrator pops in to recite an ancient poem, which I don't have notes on. Um, <laughs> but he did recite a poem. Uh, uh, we love to hear it. He was talking about, the, you know, there's a big history of these poems, but they all start. Um, there once was a man who looked like me or something like that. I didn't take notes on the poem. I'm like, oh, wow, Mr. Narrator, this isn't going to matter. So I'm not going to write notes on this. <laughs> But yeah. it was still nice. Better than dogs yeah. in space. Well, as I, good as I dogs in space. I do love dogs in space. <laughs> the other bit I really like about this uh, segment is there is a bit where, you know, Icky tells Sam, like, it's probably someone else with a KBT type. And she responds, no, Icky, you are the only person in town who has a KBT type metabot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good information. The only one. Yeah. It's like, um, we cut over to Koji's carriage. Uh, where we find out he has taken up knitting since no everyone refuses to challenge him. Um, you know, he's so upset that, you know, basically everybody's challenging Icky because he's the weaker option and nobody will fight him. And he just he he wants to fight some people so that he can uh, he can get up to first place, claim that glory and get Karen's respect. And he's got a um, nine foot long scarf by now. Like, yeah. And, and it's like well knitted. So like he's got some yeah. talent. Um, real quick before we before we go too far away, because he's telling all this to his butler. Does that yeah. butler look familiar to anyone? He looks like a younger Mister Referee. I thought he looked like a younger Professor Ponytail. It's the uh, it's the professor that um, you know burned alive in the fire. He do- oh yeah, he does have the same mustache, and he's got the same ponytail. 
Yeah. You think maybe he's um uh he's just uh doc, you know uh Professor Hushi's just been hiding out and dyeing his hair black? I think he had uh, amnesia and all the soot dyed his hair black and um he was raised to be a butler after his amnesia. Okay, yeah. It it can't be any um, stupider than any of these other plot lines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Koji does stop the carriage because he realizes if, if he's going to get to, uh, rank number one, he's got to go out and challenge people. He can't wait for people to challenge him. So he and Sumilodon get out and start heading in the crowd. And then a small goblin stops Sumilodon to check him out because he thinks he's very cool. Um, and we're introduced to the titular, uh, Rintaro. He is, uh, like if a small child butted off of, uh, Guy Fieri. Uh, uh, this is he he's a baby talks like a, yeah yeah he's a, yeah. a yokai watch guy yeah uh he's he is a he is a Yu-Gi-Oh if Yu-Gi-Ohs were even smaller and uh spoke with a Californian accent yeah he is a he is a bro and a gremlin he is a grembro yeah uh i love him i i can't imagine loving anyone more than i love this small terrible little child uh <laughs> He's uh, looking for Icky, which pisses uh, Koji off. So Koji challenges him. And uh, we find out what's uh, what's been going on. He summons a Kantaroth, which is the newest model of uh, of, of KBT type. It, it's Meta-B with a bit more sharp angles. And it's basically everything Meta-B is, but even better. Um, it's the 2020 model. Yeah. <laughs> no, in the show, they specifically say the 2020 model. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we, we got it right. We got the year right now. <laughs> oh, man. It's, uh, wow. It's, you know, it even checks out. Uh, Japan's pretty much been uh, done with the, uh, uh, you know, everything going on with the uh, the pandemic at this point. Like, they're, they're doing pretty well. Uh, obviously, I would think more people would be wearing masks, but it explains why there's no Americans coming to Japan right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um... So, so here in a couple months, Metabots is going to be just like Transformers, where everything actually takes place in the past. Yeah, <laughs> we finally hit the uh, the singularity. Yeah, uh, we couldn't have chose a better year to do this podcast. Um, That's true. Oh man, yeah, uh, definitely recommend looking up if you aren't watching the show, which you should be. Uh, go look up Kantaroth because he looks kind of weird. Like I don't hate him. Uh, but it's just weird to see him after seeing Metabee for so long. Yeah, um, um, he looks. There's a lot of KBT types if, out there, and this is probably my least favorite one that we've seen that I've yeah. seen. Like Kantaroff is you. You would need to put stuff on him, like all over him, if you had a child in the vicinity, because otherwise they would cut themselves on his corners. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh god, I can't imagine like you know. Uh, walking around you know my house like half asleep when i wake up and like jamming a toe on one of those hard bits oh that would be awful um is, worse than stepping on a lego <laughs> hey sam you're a final fantasy expert right some might say so he's Cantoroth, which is remarkably similar to sephiroth and then um i mean this car- this kid's just icky but better in every way is this is this all like just Final Fantasy VII thing here that I'm I'm catching on to? Is this like a Zack Cloud no, and Sephiroth? It would have to be the other way around. Because Kantaroth is the new model, it would have to be the other way around. Oh. I just figured since he's better than Icky in every single way. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Well, I guess I guess we have to keep watching and see where this Rintaro goes. Maybe he's worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see in, like 47 other Rintaros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a possibility. Oh, man. Uh... 
So we, uh, they, uh, Mr. Referee immediately shows up. He was uh, dressed as a uh, middle-aged woman doing her shopping uh, and throws his, uh, um, his wig off to reveal himself and call us an official row battle. Um, Icky and uh, Metabi hear people like, uh, saying that Metabi is uh, about to fight again, and so they all, you know, they follow him to find out, you know, what this, what this is, it's going on. Um, uh, Metabi can't believe that people have been mistaking Kantaroth for him. He thinks they look completely different, which they do. Uh, and also, I don't understand how anybody has not realized that uh, Rintaro is not Icky. They look very different. <laughs> um, but uh, they're both shitty kids wearing red, commanding the same basic robot. Yeah, but Rintaro yeah, looks no, so much nobody cooler. Nobody cares about Icky. And <laughs> imagine looking at the interview on TV and being like, paying attention to Icky, as opposed to paying attention to Metabi. Oh, uh, you know, I figured it out. Um, as we know, the southern Japan of, of 2020 in the Metabots universe is a libertarian hellscape. Uh, so clearly, um, the you know the price uh, for uh, vision insurance is so high and and so out of reach for most people that just every nobody has glasses or contacts and they really need them so they just can't tell the difference between like you know uh anybody who like looks kind of similar from uh, any amount of distance this also tracks back to the uh phantom renegade and uh irish reporter episode yeah this all makes sense now if, if you look at rentaro he's got the little He's got the little uh, bandage between his eyebrows, just like Icky has. He's, he's got the red shirt, just like Icky, and um, he's just constantly he's, got dark hair. he's constantly yelling and making people upset, like just like Icky. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's very easy to mistake these two characters. <laughs> I also lost my oh, glasses man. like a week and a half ago, and I haven't found them. So yeah, all right, it all checks out. Um, <laughs> uh, Icky is really impressed with Kantaroth. Uh, it's got a lot more speed and precision than. Um, uh, uh, Metabi does like Cantroth is able to kind of like uh, land individual shots uh, on uh, Similodon in a way that uh, uh, was very difficult for Metabi to do, um, and uh, it turns out that uh, uh, you know Rintaro and Cantroth uh, like the way that you work it uh, because he's gonna bag it up, <laughs> paper, plastic, or body bag. <laughs> In what is maybe the most threatening call-out I've ever heard Yeah, because, like, you know, it starts off as just, like, what weird slang is this Is this tiny gremlin using, like, just telling Kantarod to bag up this match, and then he comes with that hard-ass fucking line. Uh, I love them. It's I love them so much. Fucking good. Between this yeah, and then uh, loses to screws nuts and bolts, like, that. that's, damn. Yeah, they, we got the good writers back. <laughs> Um, uh, while, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kantaroth is going to bag it up, though, uh, Similodon, uh, gets the command to kind of, like, do an attack on the ground, which breaks up, uh, uh, the, the kind of, like, uh, road and turf, makes Kantaroth kind of, like, go into a, uh, a roll and spin out, and, uh, he begins accidentally shooting out of control everywhere because of it. Um, Mr. Referee tells Rintaro to, to give him the, the order to cease, uh, just as a huge sign falls on Mr. Referee and nearly kills him, uh, Mr. Referee has to cancel the match uh, because it is is simply too dangerous. Uh, and that is when the uh, this white ninja bot has, is seen in the background watching everything go down. Now, uh, real quick, we see Similodon at stats here. Uh, his head is the hunter head. Uh, he's got the flexor sword, the straw hammer, and his legs are called sharp edge. Okay. Which, um, okay. 
but my favorite thing is uh, Mr. F, he gets hit by a sign and nearly murdered by this small gremlin child. Uh, yeah. Apologizes for not being able to continue the match before he passes out. <laughs> a consummate professional. Yeah. Always. He's the he is the best character in the show. No, Th- this is why he's the most respected referee. <laughs> Which makes sense why he was. Um, so I don't think he was in a costume when he was walking through that crowd earlier. I think we just accidentally caught him shopping, and he has to do it incognito, Miss Doubtfire style. There you go. Yeah, uh, he's he's got to put a you know got to got to throw on some uh, a big floppy hat or uh, you know do some wild makeup or something so people don't just hound you all the time when you go out. They'll, like the paparazzo, they'll be everywhere. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why his costuming is as good as it is. Is is just to avoid being detected normally. Yeah, I mean we're always like, oh man, yeah, he's always doing these these crazy costumes uh, to kind of like be in theme with the episode. It turns out he's just doing it so that people don't hassle him while he's out and about. Which means him revealing himself for Icky and Metabi uh, every time is um, really a sign of great respect from this yeah. cool old man. Well, it's also you know he's got a uh, when he does officiate a Metabots match, people have to know it is official. Oh yeah, they have to know it's Mister Referee. Uh, you can't just be anybody out here uh, refing uh, matches in Japan. Um, Which makes it that much funnier when the Metabots Corporation did not recognize Mr. Referee. That's true. They're disrespectful. Uh, as we know, like probably like Dr. Aki, they're just, they're, they're bad people. They, you know, <laughs> they don't keep up with the, uh, the sport that they make all this money off of. I mean, that perhaps much like Nintendo, they're completely at odds with anyone trying to make an esport out of their uh, property. Yeah. <laughs> They, they want these metabots to be used for killing children like they were intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean you guys make a game out of this? These are murder machines that we sell at local stores. What are you doing? Yeah. Stop playing with them. <laughs> these are these are army surplus. Why are you giving them to children? Yeah. These metabots are meant for self-defense and, and uh, preventing home invasions with castle law. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, it's we na- find out his name's not Metabee, it's Murderbee. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's not a KB. The KBT doesn't stand for Kabuto. It stands for Kill, Beat, Torture. <laughs> oh, <shit>. God. <laughs> that might that might be the line. Uh, <laughs> we have to move on. Yeah. We have to move we on. We have to move on. <laughs> we find out that the Ninja Metabot is named White Sword, and its specialty is Sword. Uh, and it is the the new personal uh, metabot of shrimp uh, lips, uh, as it is returned to the Rubber Robo hideout to report. Um, uh, uh, we also see some of the oh no oh it's the personal metabot of of sea slug uh, sea slug yeah, yeah. Uh, its sea name slug. in the sub is Shin Saber and it's the Sin type. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Um, Damn. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Gokudo with a specialty stretch punch, which is shrimp lips. Uh, we've got Siguru with specialty laser beam and Gobanko with specialty claw. <laughs> and yeah, so Siguru and White Sword is are a Chinese dragon and a ninja. Yeah, but Gobanko is like he's based on Benkei of Japanese uh, mythology, mm-hmm. and Goku is uh, you know Son Goku, yeah, Ninja the West and all that. He's got he's got the little he's got the little crown thing. Yeah, and everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh well, which this sets up for uh, the second part of this episode. When they fight Raditz. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> but they say they're the four emperors of the Robo Gang. Yeah. That's a cool title to give yourself. I need to find a cool title to give myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, even their leader calls them the, the great four evils. Yeah. That's dope. 
We love to see it. Uh, they fight over who's going to be the one who goes to get to take a, a Metabi down with their new toys. And uh, the boss determines he's going to send the most evil of the four of them, which is Shrimp Lips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, we then cut over to Rintaro is uh, there is hanging out with everybody at the 7-Eleven. Uh, he's just here to fight Icky, but he can't believe that he got to meet Koji, the number two, too. Um, and uh, he's just nerding out about Metabots. He tells them about the Phantom Meta Fighter from eight years ago. Um, and I know it, I know what we're thinking. Um, uh, with that silhouette that we see, it's got to be it's got to be Henry, but it's not. It's definitely not Henry. Um, uh, he also it's, had a. I, yeah. <laughs> I checked like the popularity of the the name Henry and every list I could find de- like be- between England and uh be- and like Canada and the US and every time as far as English speaking countries go Henry tends to be in the top 20 most popular baby Yeah. Names. Yeah. Um so in the sub uh they just call him the legendary meta fighter and then we see the silhouette of uh Meta B and someone who looks like Henry with better fashion sense. Um Yeah. Um but so th- there's two big big facts here, because uh, he names him like he goes. Is, he gives him the exact same name as Henry uh, yeah. in the in the sub, and then they look to Henry, and then they go, "Yeah, but it's not that guy." And then they just yeah. move on immediately. Yeah. Um, well, the other I, thing is, I understand so, why oh, this was eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that means the uh, legendary meta fighter uh, is was at the height of his popularity eight years ago. Icky is eight years old. I looked it up. He's eight years old. So his dad could be the legendary mm-hmm. meta fighter. Yeah. At the height of his yeah, popularity. Settle down with his equally skilled <laughs> and great at stealing things. Other legendary meta fighter counterpart. I don't know. You know, like you know who has a similar, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, haircut to, to this, the silhouette, uh, Icky's mom haircut. actually. And you know, uh, having a kid would, would definitely mean that you have to give up your career as, uh, as a meta fighter and go to a life of crime of stealing rare metals. I mean, that works. Now, okay, <laughs> imagine, imagine uh, that hairstyle that we see the silhouette in. Now, slick it back a little bit. But, you know, he's still got one little, you know, bang popping out front. What does that look like? That looks like sea slug. The coach? Sea slug's <laughs> hair. You slick back Listen. that long hair. And... You know, uh, you know what would make it so much easier to to steal uh, rare metals from uh, uh, the rubber robos uh, if you had infiltrated them. Well, you'd have to act inept so that way they uh, they don't catch on that you're actually really good yeah. at your job. And we do know uh, Slug is a master of infiltrating other organizations, as we saw, uh, you know, with his uh, beloved romance with uh, Miss Caviar. And we also see that he's very easily manipulated because uh, he is kind of an idiot. Um, so he, he falls in love. So he could have just fallen in love. I mean, he didn't fall in love because he says specifically the first and only time he's falling in love is with Miss Caviar, but he could have fell in love with an idea of being evil and just kind of stuck with it. We don't know. Um, yeah, I think all this tracks. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, Karen is doting on Rentaro because he dropped his ice cream and he starts to cry a little bit and Koji and Icky get mad that she's paying so much attention to him, but she's like, oh, but he's such a cute little baby. Um, and then we find out that, uh, Rentaro is actually four months older than Koji. He's just small. Uh, and the three of them get in a fight and Henry throws them out of the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Uh, um, the kid's in the fourth grade <laughs> and Icky and, uh, Koji are in the, the third grade, which makes them roughly eight years old. Yeah, uh, which is younger than I thought they'd be, but uh, still not yeah, that yeah, far Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was um, picturing like 10, because everyone's 10 in anime, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
They're tin and Pokemon. Yeah, uh, which is the only anime that matters when it comes to yeah, uh, yeah, catching yeah. them all. Uh, anyways, uh, Karen tells them not to fight over her. She says it's not worth it. Uh, Arika throws in another little side comment of like, oh, finally we agree on something, uh, which is kind of rude. You think that Karen and Arika get get along, but I guess not. Yeah, it, it sucks that um, they're fighting, but it's really nice to see uh, Arika be petty. Like, yeah, she she's a great, well-rounded I, character, and it's kind of nice to see this pettiness coming from her. Yeah. I do really like Petty Erica. Like, I wish it was pettiness over other things. Like, I wish we got to see her more petty over other different things than just being vaguely threatened no, by Karen. Yeah, yeah I but, wish she was petty towards Icky about it. Yeah. Like, you should show me... Because uh, clearly they're trying to set up that uh, Erica likes Icky, which is awful. Yeah. Uh, get better taste, girl. Um, but, like, <laughs> oh, I wish you showed me that kind of, you know, attention and care. Not, like, don't fight against Karen. Karen's a sweet girl. Yeah. She's also, uh, you know, a filthy rich robot who doesn't eat food. Yeah. So <laughs> it's hard to compete with that. To clean. Um, uh, anyways, uh, so Gokudo and Frimplip show up with a bunch of rubber robo goons in tow uh, and uh, are going to take uh, challenge Icky to a winner takes metal match. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Shrimplips reveals his true identity, Shrimpy Lipowitz, uh, and uh, pulls off his Rubber Robo costume to to fight them as a real full-grown boy. Uh, and basically, yeah. this. This, Like, I've been excited for this, like, section of Metabots <laughs> for a long time because it just starts with Shrimpy Lipowitz and yeah. gets better and better. Yeah. That, that uh, is a good name. Icky, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he goads uh, Icky and B into a fight uh, by saying, you know, that, that you know, oh, the, the that by saying, oh, you're just going to run away from all your battles. You're you're not that strong, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Koji and Rintaro also want to fight Shrimpy. And so Shrimpy agrees to do a three on one match. Um, Mr. Referee shows up in an ambulance. Uh, just consummate professional. Won't take a day off. Um, well, and also. Now I'm starting to think. <laughs> I, I might relate to Mr. Referee a little more because I also have shown up to work, you know, grievously injured on the side of death because I had to. Maybe we're yeah. giving – I mean, obviously the man does his job above and beyond he needs to. But maybe it's not necessarily a choice. Maybe it's – he feels he has to. He yeah, had libertarian to hellscape. He probably doesn't have any medical days. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, he, he's like, hey, I'm sorry. I know I have to pay for this uh, ambulance. Keep the meter running. I mean, I can't afford it either. So this yeah. is going to bankrupt me. I might as well also do my job so I don't get fired. Yeah. Poor guy. Maybe. Or, you know, he's yeah. a hero. Like, it's one way or the other. It can be both. Yeah. It's fair. Uh, well, uh, the our three meta fighters, Rintaro, Koji, and, uh, and Iki, can't work together. They're, they've all got two big egos. And uh, Shrimpy and Gokudo are basically running circles around him. And then Shrimpy reveals that he has two more metabots. He's got three watches on his arm. It's a double um, reveal for this guy. Hey, I'm yeah, Shrimpy Lipowitz. So and then also, I got three watches on my arm. Like, that's so, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. They're officially better and, uh, than Team Rocket now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> And he uh, immediately takes out Kantaroth, uh, and then uh, takes out Simuladon in one hit with uh, coordinating these these three uh, metabots in an attack. Um, uh, we do cut over to Spike, who finally reveals that he didn't get zapped by that mysterious metabot. He just got fucking hit by lightning. Uh, <laughs> they don't know how he survived, but he did. That line's in the sub, too. It's like, how are you alive? And he just goes, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and the uh, they do manage... Uh, yeah, <laughs> it keeps you alive. You got He's got to see Sam's face one last time. Um, 
they do finally catch up with Icky, uh, just as uh, Gokudo uh, dodges uh, Meta B's homing missiles uh, and hits him with that good old stretch punch. Um, and uh, beats him up so bad that uh, Team Mickey loses. Uh, the Metabee's medal pops out. Uh, and, uh, you know, Icky gets so mad and frustrated, he goes to punch Shrimpy and uh, gets tripped by Gokudo's stretch arm, you know, lands on the ground. And uh, Shrimpy lords it over and picks up Metabee's medal and says he's taking it away. Uh, just as lightning again begins to crack in the ba- uh, in the background, and we see that mysterious Metabot once again with its giant horn and its giant chest cannon. <laughs> it's a good look. Just a, a quick shout out to Shrimpy's team because like so he's got Gokudo, which is based on Goku, yeah, or Son Goku, and his other two are based on a Kappa and I think a Boar. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is that he's just keeping up the journey mm-hmm, of the West, mm-hmm. like theming throughout his team? Yeah, which is great. We loved, you know, we love a man who has a theme, and uh, Shrimpy uh, proves that uh, not only is he a, is he a consummate evil rubber robo gang leader, uh, he's also, you know, he's a solid meta fighter. He knows how to make a good team. You know, he's got party composition, and he can control three metabots at once and win. Yeah, like that's that's talent. I can see why this guy's the leader of this branch of the Rubber Robos. He deserves it. Yeah. You know, I really appreciate uh, Sea Slug's ability to, uh, you know, infiltrate and uh, be an intelligence officer, but clearly he can't outfight Shrimpy. Uh, you just can't mess with Shrimpy Lipowitz. Hey, he's a lover, not a meta fighter. <laughs> um, the, the, the thing I like here, so Icky starts crying. Uh, he goes, you can't take him. Uh, that's his soul. You'd be taking my friend. And I, obviously, uh, Shrimpy goes, ha ha, what a nerd. <laughs> Wait, would you, uh, to, to paraphrase. But yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, this is like the sixth time we've seen Icky cry. And it's pretty rare we see um, like a protagonist cry, especially a, a younger male protagonist. Uh, we see Ash yeah. cry every time he thinks Pikachu dies. So, I mean, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't too different. But like, Ash also has been around a lot longer. Yeah. And people like Pikachu. Uh, Metabee's cool. I don't know if anyone even in-universe necessarily likes Metabee. Except for Karen uh, and Arika. Uh, yeah. And, and, and obviously... And Icky's mom. Yeah, yeah. She's a saint. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, I- Icky cried... He cried at the thought of Karen being poor. Like, he's an emotional boy who's not afraid to show it. Now, most of the time yeah. he's a little shit about it. But, like, it's it's nice that he's showing this vulnerability to his greatest villain, I guess? It's nice. You know, uh, I just wish that he could tell uh, Meta B how important he, he is to him when he's alive and capable of hearing it yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and not having his soul outside of his body. Yeah, communicate to your partners. Uh, don't be afraid to cry. You know what? Make more children cry. Twenty. Nope, nope. <laughs> That's not the lesson. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, communicate to your partners and it's okay to cry. Not make children yeah. cry. That's uh, it's, That's bad. <laughs> I'm going on the record saying making children cry is bad. Yeah. Um, man, what a good episode. I wish, uh, kind of sucks that, you know, we're left at this cliffhanger. Um, and, you know, got thrown into this episode with basically no information of the previous episode. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's a good time. This is the, we're getting to some good points, shit. On both points, both coming in with no information and having to wait a, wait a week to get the uh, conclusion of the of whatever the story is both of those points we are just reliving what people had to go through when they were watching the episodes live yeah <laughs> if you think about it this is the most meta watch possible episode we could have done because uh th- this is all kinds of fucked up and we're we're doing our best 
You know, uh, we we don't need the metaphors slash an understanding of the plot. We just need uh, intelligence and courage um, and uh, better abilities to coordinate with two partners, which I think is probably given that now we know that the the uh, championship is going to be a team based sport is uh, probably going to be important going into this. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, Rintar, maybe the, the, this, uh, uh, mysterious, uh, metaphors space man is going to get knocked out and it'll be, uh, Koji Rintaro and Iki in the championship. Who knows? <laughs> Please. It is space metafighter. X. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> How could you forget my cool new legal name? <laughs> you... Believe me when I say you will learn to love Space Metafighter X. Now, I know what you all might be thinking. Oh, that would abbreviate to what? Your last name is X and your initial, your your middle name is Metafighter and your first name no. is Space. It's not. He's Space Metafighter the 10th. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I'm, the way I'm going to do it is going to be like Cher. It's just all one name. And you have to say the whole thing okay. every time. <laughs> Yeah, it's Mr. Space Metafighter X. Yeah. Uh, or Mrs. Space Metafighter It's Space Fighter X. Mr. Space Fighter X was my father. <laughs> well, uh, I guess that's that's the episode for... That's the two episodes for the week. Very good episodes. Uh, Sam, yeah. where can uh, we find more of your dulcet tones here? <laughs> so I'm on Twitter at SSBSLJ, and I've also got a Bleach Rewatch podcast. Uh, it'll wash out, but I think we just push it to pretty much all the platforms... Or most platforms, yeah. we use Podbean, <laughs> so we just kind of flip the switch and off off we go. We just finished, we just recently finished season two of Bleach, uh, so we're in the process of going through the painful point of Mayuri episodes and the start of the third season. But here's hoping that it picks up soon. Okay, the episodes are good, even if the episode the the podcast episodes are good, even if the Bleach episodes are not. <laughs> yeah, it must be rough having an anime. Uh, that's not as good as Metabots when you're doing a podcast. I every week I think, damn, I could be watching Metabots right now. <laughs> I, I know, uh, I know, Colin, you struggle with that over at your your other podcast. Uh, oh yeah, I, I don't know. I think uh, because uh, Gundam and Metabots are so different, uh, I I can I can separate them in my mind. I get all my fun, loving action uh, and uh, camaraderie. Uh, and non-problematic plot lines in Metabots, and then I get uh, delicious factional politics in Gundam. <laughs> I mean, I think we have to wait to season two or three for the uh, the factional politics to pop in here. <laughs> uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Pagetish, P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. Uh, and uh, again, yes, you can also find me on uh, the other show I co-host, uh, Wow Cool Robot. We are almost done with Zeta. Uh, it's been such a wild ride. Uh, just a couple episodes left. Uh, and then uh, Met- Metabots will be my only horse in town, baby. Uh, and Mitch, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me at Big Bad Beetle Boy uh, on Twitter. It's going to be the best place for me. And then All we right. also have well. the Twitters uh, MetaWatch <laughs> and MetaRotch. Uh, for yeah. all your meta You've been doing games. a lot of great gift work on Metarot still. Uh, love to see it. <laughs> There's just so much good stuff to work with. I, I'm I, I'm trying to limit myself. I I got a big backlog that I'm uh, I'm trying to slowly uh, leak out here. Just the uh, schedule, tweet them, like put them up, put them up for like one an hour. Yeah, but what if I get impatient? <laughs> see, I I, I got to do it manually, or else I'm just going to blow the whole load right now. There's, there's too many good things to see slug crying. I get like yeah. 20 gifts of it. <laughs> He's the most relatable character. 
He is definitely the most relatable character. You know, who who hasn't uh, uh, joined a criminal organization, gone to infiltrate a mega corporation, uh, fallen in love with a scientist, and uh, uh, ult- ultimately uh, been uh, through snafus, think that uh, she's uh, in love with slash married to another person, uh, and have to return to your life of crime? Man, oh, yeah.